Coming up on Supernatural Confessions. And then I saw it, finally. What it was. And it was terrifying. It was nothing like I could imagine it could have looked like. It had showed itself. Player. Supernatural Confessions. Hello, and welcome to Supernatural Confessions, our weekly podcast where we feature and discuss all things supernatural, especially here in Singapore and Southeast Asia. We cover the myths, the urban legends, the superstitions, and most importantly, your personal encounters with the paranormal. I'm your host, Timo, inviting you to share your stories with us on our Facebook page or on our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. This episode features clips from our live show, which I host of Supernatural Confessions founder, Eugene Tay, streaming Friday nights at 10 on FB Live. Also joining us is veteran paranormal investigator E.T., whose critical approach and attention to detail have given him a keen eye and the insight to make rational deductions and find scientific explanations to most paranormal cases. To catch it in full, search for Supernatural Confessions and like us on Facebook. And now, on to the show. Supernatural Confessions On June 22nd, Indonesian media outlets featured a strange piece of news from North Sumatra, where a village was reportedly terrorized by an unidentified creature that had killed hundreds of livestock, including ducks, chickens, and pigs, and apparently sucked their blood. The livestock owner found one of his pigs dead with multiple stab wounds to the neck and a long incision to the abdomen. The 25-kilo pig had been lifted out of its enclosure and carried to the banks of the river some distance away. Authorities are currently investigating. Villagers believe the creature responsible to be a palasik, known in Singapore as a panangal, a creature that flies around with just its head, spine, and internal organs, roaming the night, feasting on dead babies and unborn fetuses. After reading through the story and uh, actually searching for other articles of the Penangal, there's this very interesting research being done. Okay, firstly, there's this thing called Chupacabra. So apparently Chupacabra um, first emerged in uh, Puerto Rico uh, sometime in the 1990s. Um, it's known to be a creature, bipedal, means uh, like humans, okay, uh, two feet, uh, with long claws and everything. So, so this really sounds like what the news reported, uh, that claws, the long claws. And apparently it's famous for killing and sucking the blood dry out of livestock. Okay, the word chupacabra comes from the Spanish word goat sucker. Okay, so that's, that's the mythical beast, okay? So there's this guy called Benjamin Radford. He decides to spend five years of his life investigating this creature. Uh, around the world, he went around. Okay, so he actually, they tested the DNA of this so-called Chupa Cabra. 
but most of the time the DNA actually showed up to be a coyote dog or even a raccoon so he theorized the reason why people see a creature that looks like a human which is hairless as compared to like coyote or dog right it's because they have this uh, inflammation of the skin that causes hair loss okay that, that condition is called a sarcoptic mange okay so apparently it causes hair loss so because of that you know it, it looks human so the puncture marks uh, is, is consistent because these creatures like coyote, wolf or dog can leave that puncture marks. And actually there have been um, research done that actually coyotes and dogs, sometimes when they kill the predators, they just leave it there. So they bite, kill it and they leave it. And I've seen that in Africa as well, uh, where there's abundance of uh, uh, livestock, right? The lions actually go around just killing them and not eating them at all. They just kill them for fun. <laughs> so... Apparently, because of that bite, it causes internal hemorrhaging, and, and that's how the creatures die. Now, why does the blood so-called disappear? Okay, there's this thing that's called uh, lividity. Okay, apparently when an animal dies, right, the heart and blood pressure actually stops. So the blood seeps to the lower part of the body, and what happens? It coagulates. So then when, when the people come out to see the creature, it seems like it's drain of blood but actually it's the, the blood actually clogged up coagulating yes yes a mm. bit like how you know you used to you, in Singapore we used to have that dish that, that, that blood pig's blood yes thing. yeah 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 so so I guess that that's what happened so now what's interesting was why this only started in the 1990s right was also the same time where the movie Alien came about and species mm. you know that the alien creature in species so apparently it, the first sighting came just immediately after that movie so he theorized that the first the first person that saw this creature actually watched the movie and then in the past where you don't have internet and stuff like that in the dark you tend to think hey maybe that's why it is it's that alien from species so that's how she probably mistaken it as a, as a monster so I really don't think it's a penangal it's probably a, a normal wolf or or, or coyote or dog that went to um, bite and kill the creature or the livestock and then the blood taken so it looks like the blood was drained Supernatural Confessions It's on to your confessions Our first one comes from Yasmin So this happened to a friend of mine and uh, it happened about 15 years ago she had just gotten married and they were looking for a new apartment house hunting so they went to this apartment and it was absolutely perfect. At the end of it, they had a little chat with the homeowner. Now, as she was uh, chatting with the guy, she noticed that his kid was just jumping up and down on the couch just behind him. And she thought to herself, wow, that child is a bit of a handful. Anyway, after the whole um, walkthrough, they left to consider other apartments and in the car my friend was talking to a hubby talking about the layout of the apartment the price point you know they had a good feeling about the apartment and then she mentioned something she just said to a hubby eh the child was really naughty huh? the hubby just went silent then she's like eh why are you not responding and he looked at her and went, What child? At that point, my friend was like, there was, a, there was a child and the child was so naughty, jumping up and down just behind the dad. And then my friend's hubby just looked at her and went, Babe, did you see any children's room or children's toys around? 
and he just looked at her and said, "There was no child in the apartment." Uh, interestingly, uh, my grandma used to tell me similar stories that she used to see children jumping out of bed in her old house. So it's hard to tell what she really saw. Uh, but I've got a few theories. The first thing is, if it really was a child spirit, could it be warning her that she shouldn't be purchasing or renting that place? Then there's another psychological、uh, explanation. Is it's called sense presence. So what happened is people who are under high levels of stress. Or in isolation or fatigue, which is possible because maybe they're going to buy a new house, you know, reno, finances, and everything. It is a possibility, and house hunting can be stressful. Or maybe they are looking forward to have kids or something like that. So she can actually perceive things which are not there.、Uh, it's happened、uh, in a number of、uh, cases, and psychologists do say that stress do trigger. Uh, someone to achieve perceive things which are not there, or or maybe it's a it's a, a spirit telling you if you buy this house, then you'll definitely have lots and lots of children. Oh, that's a possibility. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that that could be a possibility. I think this has something to do with.、Uh Paranormal side of things. There have been few cases that has、uh, been reported by women,、uh, especially where they can see babies or they can see children. And soon after they get pregnant, and if you look on the other side of the discussion as well, especially in one of the episodes that we talk about in Beyond Paranormal, where we talk about past life and reincarnation, there have been cases again anecdotal evidence from people who had reincarnated and could remember their past life. They actually said, "I can see my parents." And one of the most famous cases was of this guy called John the Third. He was a World War Two fighter pilot, and when he died, and when he was Reincarnated, he could choose his parents. He could be in their presence, and for some reason, he remembered his past when he was a when he was reborn and into a new child. And he told the parents, "I saw you having dinner in this place and staying in a hotel with pink walls." And that was a time where the mother realized, yes, that was the night where you were conceived, and then you came after that. So. If you take all this evidence of paranormal activities that has happened, and anecdotal evidence that people have been talking about, you put two and two together, and what you might get is that lady is she pregnant soon after that incident? Because even a Chinese belief, right,、uh, when you have like children jumping on your bed on your wedding night to give luck to your to the、uh, consummation of the marriage. So when usually when you see children, there is like a symbolism behind that that points towards pregnancy is coming. So whether it's ghost or not,、uh, again we don't have enough data to to talk about that. But based on what I hear of her story, that reminds me a lot of all these other、uh, stories that I just mentioned just now. You are not alone. Supernatural confessions. Our next confession was submitted by Winston. His story will be narrated by Supernatural Confessions member Alvin De Cruz. Many years ago, when I was a child. I stayed with my grandma in Redhill. Now her house was famous, or I would say notorious, for reason, or rather one of many reasons. The residents in the area knew it, and they feared it. Now I can't see supernatural entities at all, but I do know when I have heard them. Coming back to the story, it was an odd. Normal afternoon, and I was playing my toys in my bedroom. Just then, I heard my grandma calling for me. I stood up and walked towards the kitchen. 
Now, in between where I was walking and the kitchen was a room. As I turned to look at the room, I suddenly saw my grandma in it. I was shocked and confused because I kept hearing a voice from the kitchen calling for me. My grandma suddenly turned around and looked at me. She quickly grabbed my arm tightly and pulled me back into the room. Before I could scream, she put her hand over my mouth and said, Shh. Then told me not to go over. This was one of many incidents in that same house, but this was one I would never forget. From what I hear from him, it's, it's very similar to what my grandma actually uh, told me before. When you hear someone calling you, it's not always just someone you love. It might be something else, hmm. right? So, but in this case, it sounds very genuine that it's a haunting because you had a case where two witnesses heard it. It's not just him. So that means he's not imagining. His grandma also heard it. And it's worse as grandma dragged him in all of a sudden and then told him, hey, you know, sh- keep quiet. There have been many instances uh, in paranormal research that entities actually mimic a loved one, someone that's close to you so it can draw you to, to it. Mm. Usually it has a message to pass. I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, but it usually has a message to pass. Either that or trying to ask you to fulfill a certain unfinished task. And that's how possession takes place as well. Yeah. Okay, um, maybe we can find out about because he did say that uh, there were some other experiences, right? So it'd be good if we can find out about the other experiences so we can ascertain what kind of haunting this is. Is it hmm. a, an entity trying to pass a message or maybe it's just one one time that both of them happened to, to, to hear this voice that came from somewhere else. But when we can ascertain uh, what has been happening uh, in the other experiences, then maybe we, we can tell what this is. Um, also, knowing the location of the house is important, whether it's near a cemetery, power station. I would like to say in this story that maybe it might be the EMF. The best thing is to find out where the location is. So, so that's my point that uh, as paranormal researchers, uh, when we have this kind of information, maybe it gives us a better idea of uh, what kind of haunting this is. But it does sound genuine. When I first heard the story, I really thought, dude, your grandma pulled you into the room. Don't go in. You don't know what's going to happen to you, dude. And then your grandma went, shh, I have no recollection of my grandma actually doing that to me. And that's usually where hantus will come out and do this to you. I thought that was it. I thought that was, that person was just gone already. <laughs> You're right. More often than not, it would be a hantu that tells you to keep quiet because they don't want you to, to pachalobang, yeah. right? And tell everybody about their existence. If In fact, when we started the series sometime last year, I think episode two, which you can find on Spotify on Apple, is this thing called... Denisha. Denisha, that's right, where she had a not-so-imaginary friend uh, that would visit her every night, right? In fact, appeared to her later on in life as well. And this spirit kept telling her, shh, don't tell anybody about me. Don't tell your parents. So yes, when you tell me that uh, the grandma said, shh. I'm like, that's the hantu, man. That's the hantu right right there. I will sock my grandma in the face (laughs) and run to the kitchen. But I mean, obviously that the person is still alive because um, sharing the story today. Uh, But I can't help but feel if I can hear the voice and my grandma can hear it too, usually when it's a haunting, usually only one person seemed to hear yeah. it and he would go to the other person and go like, do you hear that? And the other person would go like, no, nothing at all. 
So while E.T. this time may feel that it might be the hantu, I'm thinking, could this be the voice of someone from the neighbor that, you know, may speak too loud from the kitchen because HDB block is very close and you can hear yourself? I do remember in Winston's story, he said the name that he was hearing, right, when he heard the voice coming from the kitchen was calling him by name, specifically in his Chinese name. So I do think that whatever it was that was calling for him, the call was directed to him and not to anybody else. Then again, I would like to know whether Winston, whether his, uh, his Chinese is as good as mine. Because I can probably tell you, Tim, you, you can shout any Chinese word and I think people will be calling my name. So, <laughs> But what I'm really curious about, and I feel th- this really serious, I mean, talking about serious conversation mm. now, I think the grandma knows something. Yeah. I think she she might be dealing with the occult. Yeah. The hantu. Because she's so sure about that. Like if you hear a voice, frankly, if any of you of us hear a voice and we are very used to to, to, to haunting, the way we react is not gonna be the way she reacts. Mm. It's almost as if she knows something and she says, No, look, <laughs> don't talk about that. Mm. So looking at it from that point of view, right, all jokes aside. This might be a supernatural entity that is actually conjured up by the grandmother who's actually dealing with some things like that. Yeah. And a lot of the people from that era, the grandma era, the great-grandma era, to them, my own grandmother as well, the occult practices and what they have been doing is actually very common. So I'm going with that angle. Supernatural Confessions Our main story tonight features a confession from Luke Maubert. Fishing enthusiasts may recognize him as the owner of the popular fishingkaki.com. As a fisherman, Luke has heard some incredible tales out at sea, but none as incredible as the ones he's lived through in one particular house he grew up in. So I was in sec one or sec two. Mm. I won't say the whole address, but it starts with a seven and it was in Bedok, right? So okay. so we went in and things were pretty weird, like uh, at the very beginning in terms of how the house kind of felt, right? You don't know it, but you know, like the stairwell, for example, was extremely cold. Was this a big house? Was it just it was the two a of you? two-story two house. The whole family was there, mom, dad, sister. Uh, myself and uh, yeah, so all four of us were had moved in, right? And uh, from the get go, like it that that stairwell was especially very spooky. The stairwell was was the first. Now that I'm talking about it, was really the first thing that gave me an indication that I did not know back then, but that would have been the indication that this is a weird ass house because you had a very cold stairwell. The first things that really reared its ugly head was when members of my family were starting to not kind of be themselves. So my dad traveled overseas and every time just before he left, like he's, we've had three instances or so of this, he would get really sick with a high fever and he had to go to hospital. Hmm. And then he would get in and then within like a brief amount of time, he gets better and the fever goes away. And mysteriously, no one knows what it's about. Yeah. Right. So it's stuff like that. So it started to manifest in these really weird, weird, weird ways. But what about his mood and his personality? Yeah, and his personality and character changed as well. It's like dark. It's for the lack of a better word. So he became dark. moody. Because generally yeah. he was a happy-go-lucky person. Yes, and then yes. suddenly he starts being very quiet. Yes. 
it's one of those things of doom and gloom. It, 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 it's a, it feels very cloudy. So when things started to show themselves, it would be when the animals started dying. So like two birds would die, um, all the fish died, um, we brought in new fish and those fish died. And then we had a tank behind with another fish and that fish died. Nothing. Ninja, the dog, would never come into the house. He would just stare blankly into the house, but he would never come in. Like, you could try and pull him in. He would never want to come in. And this is a dog that was used to coming into the house in your old Yes, of course. Ninja was a house dog in the previous house, but he would never come into our house. Right, so okay. So he would just sit down and, and just stare blankly at, mm. like, nothing. And okay. was, I'm like, Ninja, what are you looking at? Ninja, what are you looking at? I remember that. And Ninja's just like staring blankly. And then he barks at something. And then the th- there's nothing there. So we're like, okay. Then that was when the conversations started. There's something not right about this house. Cups would drop off the shelves. Mm-hmm. And they would fall on the floor and break, of course. Right. If nobody was there. No, 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 no. We turned around. Like, we are all in the kitchen and we're standing there. Yeah. It, was a, it was a see-through cup. It was a little see-through mug. We turned around. That thing hit the floor. We all looked at each other. Mm. And then we're like, okay, did you not see that? And we're like, no. And then we put another glass there. Yeah. And the damn thing fell again. While you guys are and looking at it or while you're turning around? No, we are not looking. Things never happen when... Okay, so here's the thing. Mm. It never happened when we are looking, eyeballing it in our face. Like right. looking at it right face to face. Right, mm. My hair standing. My God, I can't believe mm. I'm really doing this again. Yeah. So my dad had this uh, uh, a tool shed in the house uh, where all the tools are. Mm. We were, I don't know, planing or sanding something with this uh, uh, the, the, sh- the wooden shaving, old school wooden shaving thing. Yeah. And that sucker went missing right in front of our eyes. We, I swear to God, we were kind of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And then we turned around and that freaking thing went missing. And then I, I can clearly remember this situation. I turned around to my dad and I said, Dad, that was right there. I, I swear I saw it. It's like, no, where did you put it? I said, I saw it there. It was right there. I put it there. We're standing right next to it. Mm. We looked everywhere for it. When we came back like a few days later and found it, it was just pretty much where we left it. Wow. And then we had this conversation. We're like, hey, did you or did you not move this thing? And we're like, no, of course not. And, and, and then, of course, things are starting to get tense in the house. Uh, you know, the animosity and the, the, the build-up is starting to get to you, right? You're kind of just like... It's, it's starting to get really bad because okay. you're, you're going like, did this or did this not happen? How did you guys try to deal with it? I mean, obviously, when you when you see cups fall down or when you notice things are missing, um, how do you try to resolve that amongst yourselves? Do you, after a while, just go, let's just not talk about it? Or do you guys try to come up with some logical reason no, what you just saw? No logical reason can explain a cup falling down twice. Uh, let's be. There's okay. no science that can come in and say a gust of wind came in and blew yeah. a freaking cup. All right, that so shit what, don't happen. What did your parents say? Did they just tell you? We accepted that they were f- <laughs> 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 So we had to kick the sucker in the high gear. So parents, dad being dad, mom being mom, you got to see someone about something, right? Okay. How was your sister? But, was your sister affected? Did you start seeing changes in her? Yeah, yeah. So okay, and this is the strangest thing. She had shoes show up on her bed. Mm-hmm. When she didn't ever put shoes on her bed. Yeah. Like I remember mom said, okay, you got to leave your shoes outside. Mm-hmm. We will come home and all the shoes will be on the bed. Holy cow. 
right? Okay. And they will just be there. And then I remember my mom would go in and scream at her, and they were like, "Mom, I didn't put the effing shoes there." And all right, so not didn't happen to anybody except your no. sister, right? Yes. And yes. it was always her shoes. It wasn't like your shoes or your mom's shoes on her bed, nope. right? Nope. Okay. Nope. It was just her. Hmm. So she was the shoes person, and then I do remember a situation where. Uh, one of my sister's cups fell and I was there with her Yeah, and we just looked at each other and I was like shit that's really strange right, right? but then it goes on like we would and I'll tell you why that particular area things happened mm. my dad and my mom they made calls and they spoke to people and they said that oh we're gonna need help in this uh, this area of expertise you're pretty much describing the men in black bro <laughs> yeah 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 so they came in I, I mean I wasn't there but mm-hmm. then so they walked around the house and they just sensed it mm-hmm. and they said that the presence that was in there wanted us out okay we had to get out and they were they would do everything in their power to get us out of this house. And that if we didn't leave, it will be very detrimental at the end for all of us. Because until that point, you guys had not been physically harmed in any way. Truth be told, we were never physically harmed. We were, we just had things really be very strange. There's a lot more to this story, by the way. I'm only at edge of the stuff that had happened, right? Okay. When the guy came in, okay, then this was described to me by my parents that this area that this took part like if you draw a line from the top of the house to the bottom and this is the area where cups would fall and shit would, go, would happen so if you, it was kind of like a, a spherical kind of beam that came down if you were to draw it visually and anything that happened would happen in this space and that included the stairwell which I told you to get very cold right so that was like the center of the, the that whole area that was really like wow you just don't want to be there right and i do remember as a kid i never liked to go up the stairwell like even now it just invokes pure fear in me like if you will pay me to walk up that stairwell again at this in this day and age as a man i would say no did this crew that came down try to do anything to maybe ward off these entities to give you a safer environment? They told me that we couldn't do anything. There's nothing much that can be done okay. at this point of time because it would require too much. Mm. That was the third iteration of calling someone. The first iteration, from what I remember, as I'm talking to you, my memory is jogging. Mm. The first iteration was a priest came, mm. right? And it helped somewhat for a little while, but then things started to resurface again. Right. The second one, it was of, of a Hindu, a Hindu background, mm. right? So a medium came in and took the entity in, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the story that was related to me with my parents was that the voice had changed, mm. and then the person was like rolling around and and just like writhing on the floor, and then got up and you know things were said that you had to get out kind of thing, mm. you know. And then the third iteration was those persons had come in and basically out of the three teams that came in, two had told us we have to get out. Okay. Because there's that this is like serious shit kind of thing mm. that you've mm. got to get out. Yeah. Okay. The first person they went to see had said, okay, mom and Luke will not get affected by these entities because okay. of their spiritual makeup, right? For mm. the lack of a better word. Yeah. There were a lot of like chakra talks. There were a lot about like inner light. There was a lot of how perceptive someone is and spiritually and all that stuff. Okay. I had the ability to not get bothered. Are yeah. they saying that 
you know, you are cool handling it like emotionally yes. and psychologically. It's not like when they said you won't even get bothered, meaning bad shit was not going to happen around you. It's just that you had the ability to just brush it off. Yes. I thought it meant like you were a walking amulet or something like that. No, my God. No, like that. I will be Captain Planet, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have no fear. Your amulet is here. Yeah. <laughs> and then it starts to accelerate. So I'll tell you the few instances that just blew me away. Okay. Mm. Firstly, it started like this. I will wake up every morning and my closet doors would be open. Okay. It okay. didn't happen once. It mm. happened multiple times till it became a daily affair. Mm. And then one day I decided to just say, F you, I'm going to watch this damn thing. Mm. And true enough, I saw them open. I swear to God, what? I saw these motherfucking doors open. What they, time did it happen like at a specific 2 time? 2 a.m., 3 a.m. This is the time. This is the witching freaking hour. 2, 3 a.m., 2, 3, 4 a.m. These right. doors will open. Mm. Go, they open very slowly, very, very slowly again. Mm. And then the f***s open up. I yeah. swear to God, I saw them with my own eyes. At that point, do you remember yeah. anything else weird happening around those hours? Like temperature-wise? Yes, it gets cold. Aircon wouldn't be on. No, I had no aircon. Okay, but strangely enough, between two and four, you yeah. will actually feel a temperature dip. Yes, mm. yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so those, those are over, right? Mm. Let's move on to the three pictures that were sitting in front of me. Mm. The pictures will change their, or how they are sitting. ABC, it will become CBA. It will move. They, they, I never saw it happen. It would happen when you weren't looking, basically. Yes, right. yeah. So... Okay. I would walk to the to the thing and then I would look at them and I'm go like, this picture is not supposed to be here. Mm. You see, there was this particular picture that I have that my sister gave me and it's very memorable. It was like a sci-fi house in the shape of an eagle, like with wings. Mm. So I always remember that that one would be always on top because okay. it was my favorite, right? It was yeah. a shape of a triangle. So the, 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 the one picture was on top, two pictures were below. But that picture would sometimes come to the bottom and then the other one would go to the top. And I'm just like, I don't remember doing it like that. Okay. And it happened more than once. Yeah, that one happened uh, quite a few times as well mm. that the pictures were... Because I'm quite OCD. I remember where I put things and I go like, okay, at, even at like 12 or and whatever. You have, a, I, you have a specific order you like them in. Yeah, I like a specific order. Oh, yeah. They won they in that specific order. Mm. Uh, every time then I sleep with a blanket and mm. then I will get up and the blanket is off the bed in the front of where my feet were like you maybe kicked the blanket off or yeah like sometimes like I kick the blanket off but mm. I don't because I put a blanket all the way up to my shoulders mm, when I mm, sleep mm. Yeah. I, right and then I would get up at night and this happened for quite a while the blanket would be all the way and that's why it freaks me out to this day and age when I find like my blanket had rolled off mm. because it's like you look back and go like oh shit is this happening again yeah you know? But yeah, so you have the blankets that get pulled off and then you kind of pull them back in and then they get pulled off and you go like, you know what, give me a f***ing break. I need to sleep, right? You know, and I was like, stop. And you know what? That shit stops. What, the when moment you, you said you, you got yeah. upset and you said it, it would just stop? Yeah, okay. I, say, I, I vocalize it. Mm. And then there was the light. So this mm. light, there's this freaking light. So there's a light source outside on the stairwell. Right. And this, this would be impossible, like, to explain 
through science because a light source is a constant, right? There's a lamppost outside, lamppost shines light in, light casts a shadow, you see the light. That light can move. Like I would see it creep. You're not talking about the bulb moving or the light No, no, no. Moving. I'm talking about like outside there's a lamppost. Lamppost shines through my sister's room. Yeah. The light goes through my sister's room. She sleeps and the doors open. That beam will move. Like that one, that one is very memorable for me because I can remember seeing the damn thing move multiple times. It and you were not talking about maybe car headlights or anything like that. No, because I, I remember getting out and looking at the, getting at the balcony. Yeah. I do remember opening up the, the, the gate of my, my room and looking at the balcony and looking outside hmm. and there is nothing moving outside. It's 2-3 two, three, two, two, three a.m. in the morning. So the only light that's coming into the house is from that one street light. That's right. And it's changing and moving directions as it's coming through your house. There, yes, yes. It, but it doesn't move like... It's not like moving fast, right? It's just like, you know, it, it, it moves. It moves up mm. and then it moves down again. And then one day I just looked at it. I'm like, go on. Mm. <laughs> And they did it, and I watched it, and I went. I told my parents, I said, "Dude, this light's moving." And they, "What can you say? Yeah. What can you say?" Mm. Because and I want to speak to a few people. I said, "Can the light source move?" And they're like, "No one, no one had an explanation for it." Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Mm. So but I'm not talking about it moving one meter, but it is. It is moving. You know, you just imagine like something is there, and then it moves like five cm, and then it moves back to where it is. It's kind of. It is as though there's a mirage in front mm. of it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's, it's yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay. And that's when I started sleeping with my door closed. I'm like, F- this. I'm <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is when I think they went whatever the presence was when okay con- level conjuring nine thousand. Mm. And this all happened on a single night, and it never happened again. I was looking at the door again mm. because. That's what I do, right? Yeah. It's now, it's, it's theatrical now. It's supernatural theatrics. Mm. What are they going to throw at me next, right? You know, basically, everything you're describing to me reminds me of a movie. You remember Beetlejuice? Yes. <laughs> Where it's those two ghosts who are just trying something new every night just to get yeah. people to get the f*** out. Yeah, no, basically, it became like that. And that's what, that's what was said to me, that I would not be affected, right? So yeah. I think they were like, okay, you know what? We've tried everything with this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, even when the doors open, I was like, show me your eyes, right? I'm like, yeah. show me your eyes. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see your eyes come out of the, the, the door, right? Show me yourself, right? Yeah. Walk out of the shadow. Let me see you, right? That was my, like, my, my approach to it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. dude, you already come so far yeah. like finish the damn job right yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know you, you go from fear to numbness to, to anger to, to, ang- to aggression you know yeah. and this so I was looking at the door I was looking at the lights and and my door slowly opened and I looked at it and I go like okay good right what I can describe now is 15 cm each fingers came around the corner 15 wait hang on 15 cm each you saw fingers and they were long ass fingers they were long ass fingers coming around the door yeah you know you know when you you know you, you come around the door you put your hands on the door and then you look on the side you know how you play as a kid and yep. you look on the side of the door mm. so that thing happened at the top of my door like this thing was probably tall mm. Like it, it, it came around and it was, it looked and then I'm like, okay, I looked at it and I didn't move, you know, I, was, I sat out on my bed and I looked at it and I'm like, okay, you know, and, and, and a bit quiet, you know, kind of like, yeah. okay, you know, what's the next step? And then the face came round and then I saw it finally, what it was and it was 
terrifying. It was nothing like I could imagine it could have looked like. Then I knew it had showed itself. It wanted me to react. And instead of me reacting, I just stared at it. And it stared at me. And I stared at it. And then I looked at it. And then nothing happened. And then we just had a staring contest for a little while. I won and it went back. So what what, what did it look like? It looked like a dinosaur. I did not expect you to say that. I thought you were going to describe like some Pontianas. No, 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 no. It, 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 no, no. It had a, it had a more elongated face. It looked like, like a dinosaur. Uh, I have no other way to describe it, lah. <laughs> sorry, I may I edit this out in terms of the that it was such a letdown, lah. But it looked, it looked reptilian. Okay. All right. What color was it? It had, it, it, it looked like it had its face, its face ripped off. Okay. And then it had no eyes. Right. And it had teeth and it was dripping. Mm. That's what it looked like. It was dripping with I don't know, demon juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it peeked around and you yes. see this weird ass reptilian yeah. f- thing that I mean, I guess you really couldn't compare it to to any any of like our local folklore monsters no, or anything like no, that. No, right? this was the, the, it looked demonic. Okay. All right. It looked like it didn't have like a it didn't have like a Tyrannosaurus kind of snout, but mm. it had. I mean, it was, uh, when I say it's terrifying, then say oh, it looks like a dinosaur. It's quite it's quite uh, killjoy lah. Mm. But it is a texture of the skin. It's the dripping. It's yeah. the it's the 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 thing. And I, and I can still remember seeing it. Like I, even to this day, I can see it in my like my mind's eye. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Did it did it make any sounds? Was there a smell in the room? Uh, there was there was no smell. There was nothing, but there was sound. I okay. could hear the of the teeth. Oh, no, the I don't know. Like it, it had sound okay. of it ripping the wall. Right. right. Okay, but it didn't say anything. Was nothing. I just looked heavily? at it. We just looked at each other for about forty over seconds, forty-five seconds, and I'm just like. It didn't walk into the room. It just stayed where it was. I'm glad you asked me this question. Okay. As it moved away, its torso walked through my room. I'm sorry. What? A torso with legs walked through my room. God, I can't believe anybody's listening to this. They must think I'm freaking lunatic. Wait, wait, from the door or from the other side of the room? From the door, from the door. It went away and a torso walked through my door and went out through the, the, the balcony door. But I must, I must describe to you what I see. It's an apparition. Right, okay. Okay, did the, did the figure, the first monster face, was that an apparition too? Yes, it was apparition-ish. Yes, okay. it, it had opacity 50. Right, <laughs> okay. Not- and this... Torso belonged to that creature? Absolutely. Right, okay. So the top half walks away, yes. the bottom half carries on walking through your room. Yeah, through my room. And, and it walks just out. walks through the door. You walks on the, the 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 gate that was connecting my balcony. It must have just passed through, lah. I mean, you didn't hear it, just it passed like, through. the door, no. But no, it passed straight through. It passed straight through. It was an apparition, right? right? It's it's everything I'm looking at is an apparition. Mm. Like it was. It's not like you know the conjuring where you can hold on to something, right? Yeah. No. Okay. These are these are apparitions. They are not like physical things where I can grab and kick him in the nuts kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. So. 
So this thing was like really terrifying, and I, mm-hmm. I can remember now it was pretty terrifying. It was like his face had been ripped off, and and, and no eyes, and it had, had it was dripping, and it had long fingers, and it was just like yeah. So that was the end, because I remember saying, okay, guys, this has to stop, mm-hmm. right? And then nothing ever happened to me after that. Right. What had been happening to the rest of your family? So. So there was a stairwell underneath my house. I mean, underneath the staircase. No one could go in without getting lost. Yes, you know, underneath the staircases, they have these little, what are they called? called? Cubby holes or... Like a closet like that, right? Like a little closet. Un- yes. You kind of have to bend because of the angle of the staircase and then you Absolutely. go in and it's just like all this shit is inside. Or, right, yes. And you just go in and... But it's and, just a small chamber. How do people get lost? Okay, let's, let's talk how big it is. Okay, the door below... You can't walk in. It's the door is probably up to your belly button. Right. So you get in and it's like 1.8, 1.9 cm wide, and it goes in 1.9 cm and it takes a left turn, mm. and then the left turn is also 1.9 cm wide, but it starts to narrow. It narrows because the stairwell is at an angle. Yeah. Following me so far. So that's the size you're dealing with. Now add in things that are that go in like cardboard boxes, like rubbish lamps, and more cardboard boxes and you know more lamps and And you end up with a very small amount of space to maneuver yourself around yeah that's right and your dad goes in and he gets lost yes it's happened a few times at this point your your dad wasn't on i'm sorry lie i I don't mean to insult you but your dad wasn't on some medication no no you're not insulting me no no fine fine yeah yeah no no one's on any medication nobody is a is a crazy person nobody is nothing we're just a it's just a family staying in a haunted house. Right. So how would There's, you know he gets lost? He doesn't come out for an hour. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. Okay. And then he comes out, he's just like, he looks at you, and I can remember his face very clearly. Yeah. He said, I couldn't find my way out. He would think the door is somewhere, everywhere. He tries finding for the doors, and he's just like, he described it as, as being in an open space. But he says like, we know that it's not open space, but miraculously... You don't bump into anything. And I'm like, you're in such a small, confined area, mm-hmm. right? And it happened a few times Still, every time we wanted to go in, we have somebody stand by outside of the door, which is yeah. pretty freaking ridiculous. Those two times where, where your dad got lost, was the yeah. door open or did he close the door close. behind him? The door, oh, the he door. did close the door. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that part, I mean, I don't know whether he closed the door or in because now you're living in the conjuring house in Bado, mm-hmm. it, the yeah. door could have closed itself. You never know. Exactly, <laughs> because, right. Because shit can happen like by itself in that house, right? It's right. just, uh, it is what it is, lah. You know, yeah. like we have blackouts very often. Fuse yeah. is okay. Call the electrician. Nothing is wrong, right. right? Like the random. So these are like random things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this is all in line with the portal area. I personally don't think that what you were staying in was a portal. A portal is usually described as where the curtain between the realms is very thin. Right. Okay, and that's why sometimes you will see spirits and all that from another realm cross into yours where they also seem to be able to either move things or have some form of control in your realm as well. Right. But usually when it comes to portals, the spirits are usually very random because they're just passing back and forth. Uh-huh. The fact that this particular spirit or group of spirits I don't know if how many were trying to get you out of the house there were See, nine of them I know all their names <laughs> you know their names no I'm just messing you're like oh, nine okay, of okay. them yeah. and I know that was George it was Michael <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you know they seemed really into getting you out right 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 it doesn't seem like they were just random spirits that were passing in and out 
I think yeah. they were very protective of that home and very possessive of that home, which is why they were trying to get rid of you, which means they're not moving in and out. They are there. They've been there for quite a while. Hence, they consider that place theirs. Right. Do you know the background of this house? So in this area of where this house is, there's yeah. a there's a cemetery. Mm. And we... How do I make it dramatic? We are built on sacred ground. <laughs> um, but all these houses in the area mm. are said to be built on top of some of this. Like when they were building these houses, probably yeah. they had to move some bodies. Right. So we did ask our neighbors. Uh, we did ask our neighbors about the situation. So that's how we knew that the absolute, the last person that stayed there was got really ill and had to leave he was very fit he'd run marathons and triathlons and all that stuff and he had to leave and the guy and the people before that also left but he didn't know uh if they had any supernatural encounters lah. he absolutely knew he knew yes he absolutely knew he actually said that those previous tenants had encountered supernatural occurrences yes, yes explicitly yes absolutely wow. Absolutely. He knew. He knew what we were talking about. He knew that we had asked these questions because we were suffering the same thing. And then my parents asked him, is he facing the same thing? Yeah. So that, uh, that answer was no. Yeah. Because we wanted to know, is this, uh, what's the word, is this localized? Yeah. Or is it a more rampant situation that's yeah. happening? Okay. So, yeah, it was uh, quite interesting to relive this whole experience. The house is still there, la. you've driven The by. house is still there. Every two years, I'll just drive past it. Why? I don't know what brings me to do that. I would just suddenly think, oh, I need, I need to check on the house. Okay. I would love to go and knock on that door and say, hi, is there anything happening in your house? I would just love to know. Supernatural Confessions Don't look behind you. When I heard his story, the, the first thing that, that came to my mind are ley lines. Archaeologists have actually plotted how all the big monuments uh, around the world uh, um, uh, they, they seem to follow a certain line called ley lines where energy uh, kind of flows. That's what they believe. So I think that area where it is, it's somewhat like a ley line, not exactly a ley line, but a place where entities are being drawn to. Okay, he also spoke about um, it being on a cemetery or near a cemetery. Um, actually, I did some research and uh, the Chinese actually do believe that even the dead, the bone somehow still receives qi from the surroundings. So, the combination of the ley lines and the negative chi could be causing what he's experiencing. Okay, so, so that could explain a number of things. Um, the cold spots. Okay, cold spots is where paranormal activity takes place where um, what, what I believe is the uh, negative energy actually absorbs positive energy which is heat causing the cold spot. Okay, the dead pets, uh, the dog not, not wanting to enter as well as his dad getting sick. I think all this we, we can actually uh, kind of deduce that it's because of this so-called portal or this cross of energy or, or negative chi line that is causing these entities to actually hang around the area and causing the so-called hauntings. Um, but there are some areas where I feel that uh, it's probably something normal. Uh, the cup's falling. Okay, the, the first thing I need to ask is what's the material of the cup? Because if you guys have seen uh, either at a hawker centre or even uh, at home, yeah. sometimes, you know, when bowls are wet, 
Whether mm. you put it on the table. They kind of slide across the table, right? E- exactly. Because, you know, that there's air pocket there that, that causes it to slide across. So that could be a, a possibility because cups, you know, you, after washing, you just leave it there. But if it's a coffee mug, then I think that's a bit difficult because a coffee mug is pretty flat. It's not like a bowl where there's that, that, that pocket of, of airspace underneath. Yeah. So we need to know what exactly it is. And then multiple times as well, he mentioned, right? One breaks, exactly. you put it back and then it comes yes. crashing off again. Mm. So exactly wh- why I find it funny is because they were there. So there's a chance that they just washed the cup and put it there. And that's why they are in the vicinity that that happened. That, that, that's my theory. I don't know the, the exact occurrence. Mm. Um, the other thing that was interesting was the blanket coming off. So I was experimenting with my son. I covered my son all the way to his neck with a blanket. In less than 10 to 20 minutes, the blanket goes all the way down to, to his toes. So there's a chance that, you know, we move a lot when we sleep, but we don't realise how much we move. So yeah. that could be a possibility. It may not really be a hantu. Mm. Um, but my conclusion, um, it seems like a typical cheeky kind of poultry guys. Why I say yeah. cheeky? Because it moves things, it scares people, but it doesn't cause any harm. Because yeah. the harmful type of poultry guys, you get scratches, you get blood, you get sometimes really uh, you get raped and then you get people thrown up to the ceiling and get stuck there. Although <laughs> I haven't seen it with my eyes, so I don't really believe. But yeah. there are such poultry guys uh, activity. Um, the other thing, okay, so the elongated face, so-called T-Rex. Actually, when I first heard it, uh, the, the first thing that came to my mind was not a dinosaur. You know, when, when someone's about to pass on, or if you watch those horror mo- horror Chinese uh, stories, there's the um, ox and horse face. They are the Grim Reapers of Asia, so-called the Guardians of the Underworld. So mm. the first thing that came to my mind was the horse face, right? The guy that came, comes and collects the soul and guides them to hell, or, or the, the, the netherworld, or whatever you call it. So, I feel that, you know, maybe that guy came to collect his soul, Mm -hmm. but he said that three groups of spiritual leaders came to his house. Mm -hmm. And one of them actually said that he and his mom won't get disturbed by it because I think their positive chi is very strong. So that could be a possibility why it was repelled. Right. But I cannot explain how the torso and the head split up. That really sounds like Scooby-Doo to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, there there were a couple of other things that he mentioned as well, and I was kind of hoping that you would touch on that. Um, The the doors opening by themselves, and also the way the light was was moving, the beam of light from the the, the street lights, it almost like it was being refracted, like it went through some sort of almost invisible image or something like that. So, So that's something I I can't really explain but I have observed light moving the light moving from street lamps sometimes can be caused by uh, curtains as well as uh, trees outside how shadows actually move that give the effect that light is moving but it's actually how light and shadow being cast by the thing that's blocking it like curtains and, and, and trees that's a possibility, but if he is so certain that it wasn't any of this... Well, he did say he actually walked out to actually look directly at this light to make sure that there was nothing there. So, yeah, I'm more inclined to believe that there was no curtains or anything like that, right? Then, as you guys always wanted to hear, I have no explanation for that. Okay, so when I heard this story, it was something quite unique, I would say. Um, it's not one of those standard haunted house story. But when you strip down the story to the activities that has, has happened... This house is extremely active and extremely scary. When he started telling the story, my first thought, as I think with some of the people, uh, the audience as well, they said, poltergeist. Straight away, we went into, it must be a poltergeist. Well, yeah, because you also have the whole shoes just appearing on the sister's bed, right? Yes. 
But when I studied this case a little bit more in depth and I was researching on other stories that's of similar nature, by the way, I need to say, I need to comment on, on this, uh, Tim, the way you handled the portal thing yeah. was spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are right to say that this is not the kind of portal that we have always been talking about, mm. where there is a, a thin layer between the two planes and then the ghosts come in and out, mm. like the Golden Mile pl- yeah. portal or some of the other buildings where there's a thin layer and ghosts travel through. This is not that sort of portal. Mm. Uh, but what I'm going to share with you also is this is a kind of portal like what ETS said. He mentioned ley lines. Right. I'm going to mention the word vortex. Vortex is what happens when ley line or uh, other energy in the area crosses over to create a pocket of duality, which means that space has two different planes overlapping one another. How is that different? When you say two realms existing in the same space, how is that different from, say, uh, the veil between two realms being very, very thin? What you mentioned uh, and when you were commenting mm. on the portal was a gateway it was a portal of a gateway Mm. where spirits travel from our world to their world this is two planes running parallel Ah, on top of one another yeah and this usually happens when there's ley lines or when uh, an area has so much energy influx that it creates that rift Mm. okay in in the actual terminology uh, when people are mentioning about this in the parapsychology world they say it's a node and there are some famous nodes in the world uh, those that with ley lines are very famous like Stonehenge uh, obviously and some other the pyramids of Egypt yeah all these are, are known ley lines location but they're also haunted houses where they are built on like ancient burial grounds and because there was running water uh, there was a lot of death in the area it forms a vortex Singapore has two known areas that has vortexes as well one of them is Tiger Bum Garden Hapavila the other location is actually the Istana. Mm. And that's why the Istana was built upon that place because there is a vortex. When you have a place that's vortex, there could be a good vortex and a bad vortex. Vortex is just a pocket of energy between two planes. Uh, if it's filled with negative energy and with, it attracts negative energy to that spot and then you get a place that has very malicious spirits. If you have attracting good spirits to the space or good fortune, mm. um, you find that the vortex is actually very beneficial. Mm. And that's why a lot of places of power, mm. seats of power, they tend to be places with vortexes. In US, I remember this name now, it's called the Four Corners. Go and Google this. It's called the Four Corners. There have been multiple reports where when people go into that area, that geographical location, space-time tend to walk. Things tend to happen. And if you Google this other story called Sally House, it's actually from Hutchinson, Kansas. It's not a very old story. In fact, it's one of the, the newer story within, within our, probably our grandparents' generation at least. If you look at the details of that story, there are many things from that story that parallels Luke's story. Things moving, things, uh, cups. I mean, I would agree that you, know, you have cups with, with water on the base and that can move. But I'm also trying to give Luke the benefit of doubt that if there's water, he's not going to claim as a ghost they're probably going to wipe the table first right so I'm giving him that benefit of doubt that things just tend to move and what they realized in their story and it's all the same with this story and I'm glad that Luke was not affected is a lot of these instances they feel that they are empowered that they are safe because a spiritual master will come down and say don't worry this entity will not harm you in the case of Sally House they went to psychics who told them that don't worry the ghost is harmless but 
Later on, they realize, no, spirits are spirits. And no matter how cute they are, how good their intention is, they always end off badly. And with Luke's case, when a lot of things are happening, and it started to escalate. You realize this kind of thing will, will be begin to escalate because a lot of times we just take things for granted. Most of this horror don't happen back to back to back within a string of 12 hours where it scares you and make you run away. It happens today. It happens maybe next week and it gives you enough time in between to doubt yourself and also don't forget when you move to a new house in Singapore and anywhere else in the world it's very hard to move away again by the time that Luke can actually see these things it means that living and the entity has formed a bond already and that means the entity can appear in front of you can tap your energy if it wants to and prolong exposure to such uh, situation usually leads to death. And when I mentioned about the light, when you talk about the light, because it's two planes over one another, things tend to bend and work very, very differently in that place. In the case, again, of Sally House, as one of the closest comparison to, to Luke's house, the mother bought a toy for the spirit in a box and wrapped. She put it in the room, she got out, one day later she got back, the toy was out of the box, the box was still wrapped. So we looked at this and go like, it's impossible. But when you're talking about space-time merger and you know things will happen on a sci-fi level that we don't have the scientific knowledge to comprehend just yet. So when we look at lights moving and he went to check, there's no cars and everything is, is normal. Yeah, it's, it, to me, again, this emphasizes that he's living in a vortex because there's the, the stairwell, the cold spot, the cupboard that people can go in and go missing. They said it happened on multiple occasions mm. to the point where someone has opened a door. And stand outside, right? Yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, something I wanted to ask E.T. At the end of the of the story, Luke actually says that he's actually been going back. Something always draws him back to uh, take a look at the house, which is still standing. Why do you think he keeps going back? And what's interesting is the house seems to have a drawn Luke. You notice mm. like like what you just said, right? He drives past, he wants to take a look, he wants to drive past there, he wanna go see. Yeah. Um he seems to have some affinity for this um I don't know, Barney or Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> or the horse face. I'm not sure. But what I forgot to bring up earlier, which now I think is a good conclusion, is that how um those spiritual leaders could actually tell that he had a strong chi or strong energy. Because you notice something, his dad got lost. And what's intriguing about this house, right? It had everything we wanted to know or everything we discussed about paranormal. It got the Quetzal Yen. Mm. The dead got lost inside that small area. Um, and at the other time, uh, what Luke said, he shouted at the, at the spirit and the entity and it only haunted him for one time. Yeah. So he, he seems to have that really strong chi, you see. So mm. I feel it's like, a, I don't know, one of those dramas where it's a love-hate story that yeah. he's attracted to this Tyrannosaurus Rex and mm. at the same time right he repels it because he's got that strong chi so yeah. he seems to have some affinity for that entity or the portal I'm not sure you see when I think about that right and yeah. obviously I asked Luke as well this was you know after the recording and all that I said why do you keep going there back and he, he said I, I, I also don't understand you know much like what you just said there's just mm. something that just draws me back and I just theorized I think it's because he won you know what I mean? In mm. his experience, you know, he was so garang. He had the balls of steel and mm. uh, the heart of what? Uh, Eugene, you like to say heart of what? Balls of steel? Heart of iron. Heart of balls iron, of steel. balls of steel. He stood there and he went, fine, I'm just going to stare you down. So he won. If it was a very different experience where he was terrified, he was traumatized, right? To this day, he had PTSD. 
He might not look back so fondly on the place and want to go anywhere near it, but for him, in many ways, I feel this was a, a fine example, right, of beating the odds. You know what I mean? In the face of adversity, you overcame. And this is something to, to look back on, I feel, with pride and as an accomplishment. I look at it as a trophy, right? I look at it as a token of remembrance. Every time I, I doubt myself, I'm feeling like I'm in a bad place, that I don't have what it takes to conquer the world, I would go back to that house because that is proof that even a freaking dinosaur ghost cannot scare me away. But is he really safe or could that thing have already built a bond and is now in him and doesn't need to present itself again? Supernatural Confessions Tonight's episode is titled Luke's Little House of Horrors and so far we've heard some remarkable encounters from Luke Maubert who as a young boy spent a couple of years in a haunted house as staggering as those experiences were, there's more. So my parents bought this picture of, I don't know, eight or nine dragons flying around, right? In this cloudy thing. So I'll describe to you, the listeners, very clearly. In the center was the picture of a dragon. This dragon is a dragon's face. So you just picture an ancient kind of dragon. Fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. Holding a ball with its claws. In the background of this painting were the other dragons that were flying. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful picture, by the way. Mm, it's a painting, is it? It's a painting. It's a canvas painting. Now, somebody had gone in and painted this thing. Yeah. This painting was facing outside of the house. So I thought nothing of it. My dad put the up light and we were looking at it and it was like, okay, so here's the picture of this dragon. Mm. Uh, here's where it gets fantastic. Lah, okay. After a while... <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this story. After a while, the dragon looked more angry. <laughs> it's a f***ing painting, uh, mind you. Okay. That looked angrier. How does a painting look angrier? What, as in, was the dragon smiling and then the next day it had a frown on its face? Some, somewhat, yes. Oh wow! So there were okay. like these brush strokes that almost showed up, right? Mm. But we didn't. We didn't. It's not like before where you can take a picture now and then take a picture again, right? So you cannot compare the two pictures, right? Yeah. So we felt that the dragon looked angrier. Mm. That's number one. All of you felt the same way. All of us felt the same. Okay. okay. All of us felt the same. Everyone. Everyone who's ever seen that picture. Right, so it's the family, the aunties who lived around the area. They all felt that this freaking picture had changed. So I do remember us kind of looking at it, going like, "Oh, this picture—you know—you can kind of put a finger on it." So over the period of a few months, it got more angry. So okay, it's getting more angry. We never thought of taking a picture. I mean, you know, there are no digital cameras there. We weren't going to take a Kodak thing, and nobody really wanted to to keep this for the rest of their life. They didn't want it to have pictures of it. Okay. Yeah. Then the cloud cover on the other dragons started to get thicker this is when it gets really ridiculous the picture of the angry dragon had become clearer okay okay wait, wait hang, on, hang on so let me just paint this out well I mean not paint, paint this it. are you painting here <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> let me see if I can get this straight okay right, right. starts off it looks the same way alright right, they, right. they kind of look the same the dragons in the background dragons in the foreground they mm -hmm. all look pretty clear right uh, admittedly the, the dragons in the back were playing in the clouds okay, okay. So, then okay. suddenly you notice the dragon right. in the foreground starts yes. getting angrier right Correct. Correct. and then you notice the 
the dragons behind start getting uh, more covered in clouds. Yeah. Then we started thinking, okay, something's happening, right? Mm. This thing is getting angrier, so we better get rid of this picture. So we had the up light, right? It's a halogen light up light, and we switch it on and off. So it's, it shines directly onto the painting, and we switch. And so this is a memory again, deeply etched into my 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 memory banks. Mm. We switched off the light, and I, I can't remember if it was my dad or my mom, and I was there. Mm. And the light didn't go off right away. It dimmed. So instead of tick-tock, tick-tock, it's tuck and then... But usually, usually what will happen is they will just go off, right? Oh, yeah. It's a light. Yeah, it's yeah. not a dim or anything. It's just a live wire to, you know, whatever, however you put yeah. things. Then it's tick-tock, tick-tock. Mm. And the thing, then the light didn't go off. And that was the point in time saying, okay, we've got to get rid of this picture. Yep. Again, didn't think much about it. Parents spoke to someone again. And somebody said something has taken residence in this picture. So not only is this house you're staying in freaking haunted already. Now I got a haunted painting. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of cute the way you look at it. So now now I got a haunted painting. Uh. So so here we go. Again, you know, I can remember, right? So this this auntie was a staunch Christian auntie and you know, she we we called her in and said, "Hey, we need you need to help us dispose this mom." And the auntie went to get rid of this. And I, by the way, I fact checked this with mom. Mm. Uh before I got into your call and I asked her like the whole story because you know it's so many years ago mm. like hey mom that was an angry painting right we had she said yeah la, the bloody dragons <laughs> goddamn dragons right? yeah. so this auntie comes down and so my mom tells me no sorry we get off the wall they go back to the forest and this is where they shall get rid of it they go back to the forest you had a forest behind you yeah, we had like uh, like this like this area where it was like a disused forest. Or you know, mm. forest like like areas where there is vegetation. Okay. <laughs> okay. So area where there is vegetation. <laughs> so then we went to area where there is vegetation, and mom and auntie went put this down. They brought it and they put it down on the side, and auntie who's a staunch Christian does some prayers to say, hey, we have to let you go out of this because na 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 na. Mm. So and then. They pour the kerosene over it. Mm. Okay? Just bear in mind this is a canvas painting. Yeah. The kerosene burns off the canvas painting. But the painting doesn't burn. The painting doesn't burn. Then they put kerosene on top of it again and they burn it. And this time my auntie throws holy water onto this painting and it just caught fire. What was the flame still there? Was it still a light when she poured the holy water on it? Uh, that was the second burning. They burnt it once and then the second burning. And in between there, I think when the other one was slowly burning away, they threw holy water, it burst. Right. I think that's a sequence of events. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it's holy water. I mean, water doesn't catch holy water. No, 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 no true. But I'm just, I'm just wondering whether or not there was still like embers or anything like that or it was just reacting specifically and to nothing else but to the holy water. You want to know my, what I think? It was reacting specifically to the holy water. Okay. That's my feel. Okay, so it caught fire. They come home. Yeah, and Any that was it. Oh, the last thing to burn was its face. Angry dragon. Yes. 
the last thing to burn it burned around the, it burned around the face that's right I remember that do you think the painting that you guys brought home was already haunted or do you think your haunted house yeah. kind of introduced the spirit that decided to take refuge or make its home into the, the, in, in the painting I think that that house would haunt anything it could possibly want to haunt mm. like it would haunt a cup of water if it could right. it would haunt anything possible that would assist in us getting out of the house yeah the animals like we had this fish tank at the back there was a, a snake head that that my uncle caught and that we were going to eat and we put it in a fish tank and we put a heavy piece of wood over it and on top of the wood we put some other weight i mean you got to be hercules uh, to move this thing yeah the fish disappeared it was <laughs> So we 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 look and say freaking Houdini shit, man. Yeah. And then we found it outside in the drain, dead. And then the, I remember this joke my dad made: "Wow, this fish rather be dead than stay in this house." <laughs> so wait, the, the the covers and the weights were still there. It was pushed aside, lah. It was pushed aside. Lah. I mean, you admittedly, the snakehead is a very strong fish that can actually like jump out, lah. You know, there's many things that you can attribute something to, like like that has a scientific explanation because I'm a I'm a fisherman, right? Was it quite a distance? Was the drain quite a distance from where, where the tank was? Yeah, four meters, easily. So that means not only did it have to push the weights off, it had to jump onto the ground and then flop, 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 all the way, four meters, and then die in the drain. Outside of the house, yeah. It wanted to get outside of the house. Okay. So that was the joke. Said, this fish doesn't even want to be here. It has to go outside and it'd rather be dead. Earlier on, I mentioned that the house is a vortex and this again re-emphasizes what I felt. The house itself have entities that can walk reality, can take over things. And also when we talk about the dragons, you specifically ask whether this is a fantasy dragon, mm. right? I believe this is what we call in Singapore the Angmore dragon, the ones in Dungeons and Dragons, the yeah. one with scales, not the oriental long tail body Chinese dragon. I was thinking of uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. So the Angmore dragon, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of image of dragons that Christians and Catholics imagine Satan to be. Mm. Especially Catholics. In all yeah. the old photographs and paintings, Satan is always represented by a dragon. So when we have a place that has entities like that and a dragon picture is in the house, things can take over these objects. Photographs, paintings, they are well-known conduits for being host to all these entities anyway. Uh, but of course, seeing the painting gets angrier by the day and the clouds moving, wow, that will probably be the first time I'm hearing it. I don't recall offhand any uh, similar experiences. I have heard of in Japan where photographs, the hair of the deceased kept growing. Yeah. Uh, but for this painting of a dragon, it'll probably be the first time I've heard it. Mm. And like, you know, the, the auntie came down, take the, the painting, uh, verified that there's something in it, brought it to the forest and tried to burn it. I know from the stories that I've heard firsthand that a lot of these objects, when they have entity inside, you cannot burn it. Right. It just wouldn't catch fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then she threw holy water. She's, ble she's blessing the thing. And then, and only then, the thing can catch fire and burn to ashes. So all this thing that happened in Luke's story in part two tells me that that place is extremely active and haunted and it can possess objects. You know what? Something just occurred to me, bro. Maybe the thing that appeared in his room that he was telling us about wasn't a dinosaur. 
Maybe it was a dragon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now it makes sense. Yes. If he had said it was a dragon, how much cooler would that be? Absolutely. All right, ET. What do you think? Okay, following the theory of the energy lines, right? Maybe that the painting might have been the exact vertical area where it was, uh, causing the so-called painting to be haunted. Um, but then again, it actually reminds me of this uh, investigation which I did uh, along at Changi. The Japanese school, they actually called us in to do an investigation because the kids were seeing scary faces in TVs that were switched off. So when we went there, um, actually there were a lot of paintings there. Okay, uh, The paintings were done by the kids. And to be honest, um, I, I guess these kids are, I, I don't know, they're really young. The, the paintings look very, very scary because they, they, they have no lines, they, they can't draw properly and stuff. I'm not saying that they're not nice. It's just that somehow the paintings in the entire line just look quite freakish. So sometimes it causes us to imagine things which are not there. Um, and also assuming that the place is a place with a high EMF, it can affect one's uh, perception, um, thus causing him to imagine that the painting uh, has has evolved. So how do you explain the whole painting thing in the forest, right, where they try to set it on fire? Yeah. So so exactly, that's something I can't explain. Like, I can't explain how <laughs> how throwing holy water um, could have make it combust even more. But you know, the other explanation, if you always want to find an excuse, is that someone kind of mixed up the holy water and the kerosene. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that a, that's a stretch. Okay, so that, 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 that's for the painting part. Okay, the, the mm. one that I like to talk about uh, um, because I'm a fellow fisherman as well, it's right. about the ikan toman. Mm, right? The snakehead. Yes, so, so the snakehead is a very strong fish. Okay, people who fish, uh, they know. Uh, and, and if it's a big fish, then these guys can grow really huge. Okay, um, mm. And I... And I really don't see them uh, uh, being stuck in a place. They always want to escape. They are known escape artists. So, so let me share with you guys a story to let you guys know for those non-fishing guys out there how strong this fish can be. Okay, so so there was once I came back from fishing. I caught a gantoman. I just chucked it in the single. I was so shack, so I just went to sleep. In the morning, right, I woke up. My mom was screaming and scolding me. I was thinking, what the hell is happening? So apparently she woke up. She went to the kitchen to wash her coffee mug. Then the ikan toman just flipped and splashed water in her face. She got so shocked, she dropped her mug and, you know, obviously broke all over the place. So she came out and scolded me. La. And you know what? The snake head was there out of the water for at least six hours and it was still alive. So I really think that it's possible for it to escape. But then again, Luke said he was a fisherman. So he should. It was a very heavy rock that covered the tank, right? And he's yeah. a fisherman, he would know. Exactly. And I mean, obviously Luke's story wasn't just about a fish that was surviving out of water. He did mention that it was in a tank with a giant piece of wood on top of it and multiple weights because yeah. they were trying to keep the fish in that tank. So wouldn't a fish have to be Hercules to be able to push all that stuff off before <laughs> even escaping out of the tank? Yeah, but you can ask Luke. I mean, the snakehead is a really strong fish, to be honest. it's Maybe the fish got possessed, bro. No, it, it was actually the dragon. <laughs> Eugene, you know what he got possessed by? What? The EMF. The fella got shocked by EMF, so he got jolted. The jump out. Right, okay. But, but honestly, I don't know how heavy the, the, the weight was, but mm. I, I, I'm, what I'm saying, there is a possibility that a snakehead can escape, and I've seen it jump out and slither across for quite a far distance uh, with my own eyes, so I'm not surprised, but we don't know how heavy those weights were. Supernatural. 
And that concludes this episode of Supernatural Confessions. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening from. Supernatural Confessions, the podcast, is free to listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever podcasts are played. You can also share our podcast and our content with your friends and help us grow our network of Supernatural fans and enthusiasts. For more information on what we do and where we do it, like us on Facebook and visit SupernaturalConfessions.com. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O, and this is Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural Confessions. 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 Confessions.